Okay, it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed and welcome February 12th, 2020. We got lots to talk about tonight. So um, first off, it's been a great week. We celebrate with three cheers of joy, of course, always start the same way. Three moments of self-celebration that only have to do with you. Tonight I'm drinking Milagro tequila. I'm kind of enjoying that now. So I got another bottle a couple days ago, so it'll last me a couple more days maybe. <laughs> But it is delicious. So if you like tequila, hi, Jasmine Denise. Thank you, baby. If you like tequila, give it a try. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. Three cheers of joy. First celebration, no doubt about it. I have completed 22 out of 23 days of yoga. So I only missed one day, and that was on Sunday. I feel amazing. My body feels good. My mind is flowing. My thoughts are in order. I feel so good. I'm glad I started. And definitely my first celebration, 22 out of 23 days of yoga. Um, so cheers to yoga. If you haven't tried yoga, man, it is definitely worth a try. My second cheer of joy is that I've been able for the past two days to meet my walking goal without trying to meet my walking goal. So that just means in the course of my day, I've been able to get 12,000 steps just doing what I normally do. I haven't had to do any extra anything, but I'm make, getting my steps. So I'm really pleased with that because I've gotten really lax. Whenever I get into that yucky kind of space, everything stops. Polishing my toes, exercising, thinking productively, all that shit goes to a screeching halt. But uh, now that I'm doing my yoga again and um you know, moving a little bit more, my body feels so much better. So, but I don't know why I let myself get into that little dull space. So the first year was 22 out of three, 23 days of yoga. The second year was making my step goal for two days in a row without trying. Cheers with my tequila. My third year of joy is that I've really connected with some great people on Facebook, right? Various range in ages, because remember, I taught high school. So now the high school students that I taught are now adults. So I have conversations with some of them. And then I've met some older people through people. You know how Facebook works. And so I had a, just a really neat conversation with an older lady um, a couple of days ago. And I'm going to share that in just a bit. But I'm, I love Facebook. I am definitely a Facebooker. I have meaningful relationships with people that I meet. And I try to meet them in person. So Face, I do love Facebook. So cheers to Facebook because I've had some great conversations this week. So those are my three cheers of joy. I don't know what you're celebrating, but I hope you're celebrating with something yummy. I have my Milagro tequila. Um, and I celebrated 22 out of 23 days of yoga, meeting my step goal, and just the relationships I formed via Facebook. There are people I would have never met without it. So I'm very grateful for that. So cheers and... Happy Wednesday. Happy, happy Wednesday. So a lot of stuff has happened, of course. I've talked about a lot of it on the Facebook, but I'm going to um, start with my Facebook post of the week. Well, I'll continue with my Facebook post of the week. Um, there was a guy that made a post, and I wasn't really sure how I felt about it, but um, I asked him a couple of questions about it. 
and then I just shut down. I stopped the conversation. So his name is Sean, and he's an author, and we chatted actually today um, uh, through Messenger. But the, his post that he made on um, yesterday or day before, Dear College Students, Geometry, Social Studies, Dissecting a Frog, or knowing how 2y plus x equals z has not made any of us a single dollar. So of course, I asked like, what kind of work do you do? I wanna know. And he said, he's done all kinds of work. And I said, so you've never used any of that? And he said, no, I've never done geometry. I've never used social studies. I've never dissected a frog and I've never had to take letters and make them equal something. So he was being very literal and kind of maybe tongue in cheek. Or maybe he was serious, but he was definitely being literal in the post. And I just said, that's funny. Okay. And I left it at that because I started thinking like people go through the education system and can't make a, a lateral connection between what and how you're learning to something that you use in your everyday life. Because I was thinking like geometry, we use geometry all the time when you're trying to decide if your car will fit into a parallel parking space or a regular parking space, or if you can make a turn. You use geometry a lot because that's really just in shapes, right? Trying to see if something fits somewhere. So, I, and I think that I was just reading the question thinking like, what kind of job would you have to have that you didn't use math? geometry, algebra, which will be the 2x plus y equals z. I mean, that's problem solving at its best, right? So what kind of job would you have to have to not be able to use that? Social studies where you don't make any connections to any kind of history. Or um, what else did he say in there? Um, about dissecting a frog. And that's just you learning about your body too, right? How the how everything works in the frog, the heart, the liver, right? Everything in a frog, that it's all connected and how it works together. So I think maybe he was being really literal in his analysis of what he hasn't used from school. But it just took me a second to realize that a lot of people are very literal and they don't make a connection from one thing to the next. But he, there were a lot of comments and likes on this post with people agreeing. And I was thinking like being single and dating for years. So when I was dating, that you meet people and you realize that they can't make connections from this to this. And we look at, I, I mean, I look at people and think like, you don't get that? Like that doesn't make sense to you? You know, that kind of thing. And so I have to really back up and think, and so I always have to back the truck up. I have to back up and think like, okay, when I think, because I think a, diff a way and someone thinks differently than me, it's not for me to force them to see what I see. Because even if I try to put what I see on them, if they're not capable of seeing it or that thinking or that thought process, then they're not gonna see it. So that's why I just said hilarious and I let it go. So then today, 
I asked him about his books because I was really curious about this person who saying that he didn't, he hasn't used all of this stuff. I wanted just to kind of pry a little bit. And he was talking about his books and he really stopped marketing them because he didn't want to get too big for his britches. Like he didn't want to get too big. He wanted to stay humble and to sit in this unique space. Right. So I kind of thought about that in reference to what he was saying and then I thought about me and my progression of my gifts, my writing, using the podcast as a forum. Um, let me turn this off. I'm sorry. Using the podcast as a forum. Uh, I think about that. And then I realize that I won't be able to make, we wouldn't be able to have a conversation about what it means to walk in your gift. He said he wants to stay humble and live how he's always lived. And I like, I want to live and receive all of the greatness that the universe has promised me. So that those are conversations that you can't have. So whenever I meet people and we have these conversations, it makes me realize how much time I spent in relationships trying to convince somebody to see what I see or to think the way I think or to understand what I'm saying. When they are showing you up front, they're not capable of it. But we still kind of battle and fight about it. And that goes into arguing and stuff. We still battle and fight about it because we want them to understand us. Like, oh my gosh, I just want you to hear me. And they're not capable of it. So we really have to let people stay where they are and um, not even try to understand them. If you don't understand it, you don't understand it. And they're not gonna understand what you're saying either. So those are kind of situations that you know the conversations are fleeting and you keep going. The problem is we meet people and we think, oh, bless their hearts. They need somebody to show them the way. No. And then you end up wasting a lot of time trying to make somebody into something that you want. And it's not going to happen because people never try to make me they, like people aren't like, oh, I want you to be. Um, they never try to get me to change to be what they want. I'll change who I am to what I think they need or to be what I think they want, right? So nobody asks that. But when you think in a different place and you meet people who don't think the way you think, your idea is you're going to pull them into, you're going to help them to understand it and pull you to where you are. And we can't do that, right? You know, so I really appreciate him making that post. And I do appreciate him having the conversation with me today. And, um, he even asked if I, I said, well, maybe I can interview you and put it on my blog just because of a couple of things that he said. He says he thinks he's a gift of healing hugs. And I said, well, maybe I can put you on my blog. And he was like, well, it would be really cool if you could interview me on your podcast. And then I was kind of like, no, I don't think so. Right. I, Cause I just was like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I, want to interview for the podcast. I offered what I offered. And then, you know, sometimes when people are talking, you don't really have any control where they're going. And everything we have here is goodness. Like anything that I talk about on here or that we share here is all good stuff. So I really kind of, I don't know that I would bank on that conversation because I don't know where that would go. And, you know, that's up to me. You know, that's, you know, that's the kind of the creative, um, expression that is allowed in this platform but you know you really just have to kind of give people their place and i was really um surprised at the number of people who were responding saying i know that's right i know that's right and i was like 
what the fuck? What kind of work do y'all do that y'all not using anything that you learn? Like I literally can go back in different times of my life where I've picked up stuff and I can make reference to them today, right? So, and maybe everybody can't do that. As a matter of fact, it makes me think about this article that Kiba, a friend of mine posted saying that um, somebody was saying that everybody didn't have internal internal conversations. Like everybody doesn't think through everything. Sometimes people, a lot of people don't think at all. Like, I mean, they think, but they're not constantly in conversation with themselves about what's coming next. And when I was reading her post and looking at the um, article, I was like, I never even thought about that. I thought everybody has a monologue in their head. Like they have a conversation with themselves about different situations that's going to come up. And a lot of people don't. So when people, that made me think about people telling me, oh, you think too much. Well, fuck to a person who doesn't think. Absolutely. I think too much. It's because I, that's what I do. I think I look at every situation and I can probably find a hundred ways to get through it. I look at the good stuff, possible negative stuff. And then I just continue to move, but I have a rapid fire thoughts, rapid fire all the time. And, but that for me, it works because it helps me to make a better decision about things that are happening and to also give me insight before I even enter a situation. So that's my Facebook post of the week where this guy uh, is talking about he never used anything that he learned in high school or in, you know, for college. And I was just like, wow, that's really sad because you literally spend 12 years in, in school and you spend 12 years in school learning, but you may not necessarily learn how to apply it. Maybe that's it. So you learn it and you have access to it, but you can't make application. You can't take it with you into tomorrow, into the workplace. So that's really interesting. But that was my Facebook post of the week. So there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, that was it. And then uh, I'm going to talk about this before I go on. So before we continue. So tomorrow I found out is something called Galentine's Day with the G. Galentine. I didn't know what that was. So I was like, what the fuck is Galentine's Day? Like, I never heard of that expression before probably a week ago. Well, I Googled it because Google is life. I Googled it and Google, it says that Galentine's Day happens on the 13th. And that's usually when girlfriends, friend girls, right? Platonic relationship, friend girls will treat each other to Valentine's, but they call it Galentine's. So I don't know where, maybe that came from a TV show and it caught on, but I had never heard that. So February 13th, I think is a day that girlfriends get together and treat each other to something yummy. Maybe a dinner, maybe a movie, massage, um, spa day, who knows? But I thought that was really interesting. And if you've never heard of Galentine's Day, ta-da, now you have a Galentine's Day. So that's the Galentine's Day. And then, of course, Thursday is, I mean, Friday is um, Valentine's Day. And speaking of using things that you learned in school. I remember being in the 10th grade in uh, Marietta High School, Coach Ebel's class on Valentine's Day. He came into the classroom and he said, happy VD to everybody. And I started laughing. 
And everybody was looking around like, what? Happy VD. So I'm laughing because I thought it was a funny joke. I thought, you know, I was like, that's hilarious. How clever. So um, everybody was looking around like Valentine's Day. And he was like, Coach Ebel was like, whatever. So I, you know, I was still so tickled. But when I mentioned it to him, I said, how are you wishing everybody happy? Uh, oh, how are you wishing everybody happy VD? That's so you know, inappropriate or whatever. And he just kind of looked at me. And But keep in mind, I said, I've said before, I've always studied people in the human body. So I knew about VD. I knew about, that's what they used to call STDs. Before they called them STIs, they were called venereal diseases. So I thought that was kind of funny. He says, oh, everybody will get them tomorrow. Everybody will get them tonight. You know, that kind of thing. You know, it's kind of funny. So now on Valentine's Day, I always kind of slip that in. And people usually miss it. Nobody... Nobody's corny as me, but that's okay. <laughs> so happy VD to everybody. Um, so Valentine's Day is Friday, and um, I don't know that I necessarily have any great plans. However, this is the first year that Faceless Love and I will physically be in the same space for Valentine's Day. It's usually earlier in the week, and so he'll send me roses to work, but he actually comes to town tomorrow, and we get to spend our first Valentine's Day in the same space so we haven't really talked about any gifts or anything because i think we just love on each other so much and share so much that it's almost doesn't make sense because we're going to have an amazing time anyway but i was asking him through text message oh that's something else i wanted to share so in text message i was asking him um would i be a cheap date for valentine's if i only want to do happy hour at malio's he was like Hey, girl, no, I, lo I love Malio's too. So we had this whole conversation about that. And he said, besides, you're a lot in other ways. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny because he's like, it don't matter if you spend a lot of money, attention, conversation, ideas, I'm a lot across the board. So I don't have to relegate or try to spend buku money to make Valentine's Day something special. So that um, is actually really, that was kind of neat to me. So that's on Friday for Valentine's Day. So I hope you guys all have some great plans, whatever they are. You can have no plans, you can have some plans, whatever it is, make sure you're true to yourself about them. I spent many years Valentine's by myself and I used to be so sad, like, I don't have anybody, oh, blah, or he's this, and I used to be so freaking sad. And then one year, I bought a bottle of champagne. My kids were gone. It must have been a weekend. My kids were gone. I bought a bottle of champagne, and I just sat up and watched old movies um, on the uh, DVD. And I just sat up and watched old movies, and I had champagne and just enjoyed myself. And that was my first time just pushing the idea of what the Valentine's Day means to people who are in loving, lasting relationships, it means something different to them than it means to me. And it doesn't mean I have to be in a loving relationship to share it. I have to love myself to be able to understand that this is good for me right now. And so whatever your plans are for Valentine's, enjoy it. Hell, it could be whatever. It's a Friday night. It could be what it usually is. It'll be lots of parties. And we all know there are lots of single people out there. So just enjoy yourself. And I, this is the last of the sad holidays until next Christmas. Um, and there's another something that was shared on Facebook from um, 
Allison Christie Johnson, there was a Valentine's dinner promo that was put up. And uh, it's on Friday, February 14th, five course tasting menu. I think it's, it's in Atlanta and it was $80, right? So that's what the promo said. The whole five courses, $80. And um, let's see what else is on here. Enjoy the exceptional exceptional culinary creations artfully prepared with love for you this Valentine's Day. From 5.30 to 10, so four and a half hours, $80 per person, make reservations and set a nice venue at um, Four Seasons Hotel. It's at the Four Seasons. Okay, so her, she said, okay, help me out on this. Someone posted this in a group as a Valentine's Day idea. Immediately do start commenting, $80. Females want too much, blah, blah, blah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't Valentine's dates for people already in a relationship and or in love? Is $80 really too much for someone you already love or at least decided to be with, right? So I was reading that and I thought, if I, if I were dating a man who said $80, or $160 was too much to eat, to spend to eat at the Four Seasons, uh, a dinner prepared, five course dinner prepared for us. And he said that was too much. I would probably just be like, all right. I mean, unless he didn't have any money, then this wouldn't be necessarily our option. But $160 really isn't a lot of money when you think about what you spend on random bullshit. If you go to eat it out back for two people, you're gonna spend 100 dinner and drinks you're gonna spend a hundred dollars we're talking something that's specially pre prepared for you and your date and it's an intimate setting and that's too much so i you know i kind of like i thought about that and i said wow i'm sure it's a lot of people who are kind of balking at the idea of 160 dollars but then it's a lot of people who kind of like whatever so Maybe that's the idea of what Valentine's Day is. And that's what I was just, what I was kind of saying earlier is that it's for people who already have found that true love, who've already found their soulmate, right? And they're already okay with what it is. Maybe that's what Valentine's is for. But because we, are the single people or the people who are stuck in yucky ass bullshit relationships, feel like we have to battle to get people to think the way we think and not be so literal in their conversations without applying it to different situations, maybe that's the problem. Maybe we're trying to take something that belongs to those who have found the true sense of unconditional love and we're trying to force it on people who are just trying to figure it out, right? So maybe that's what the Valentine's Day is and we have to kind of move that thought process alone because I don't want to be hurt or sad because I'm not fitting into this, what I think it should be. I've already done that. Like I'm not interested in that, but I've said before for the first time, I'm actually in a relationship that's filled with unconditional love. Not that I'm only receiving it, but I'm able to give it. And we don't talk about what we're not able to give. I'm able to give unconditionally to a person that's mind blowing because I've, I've had conditions. I'm like, I've had them, but now I'm able to give it. And guess what? $160 for dinner. I'd pay that myself. 
he he wouldn't even have to do it because it didn't it wouldn't matter if it was something that I wanted to share with him. So, you know, I thought that was really interesting. And when you hear people complain about doing things or the effort required to go into it, you kind of step back and look at them and think, oh, maybe you only want Maybe you're only taking a piece of the pie instead of the whole pie. Maybe all you can see is a slice and you can't see the whole thing. And if that's the case, back up out of it, back the truck up, get the hell out of it, move on. Because there's something better out there. Nobody wants to be in something yucky and bickering. So that's my happy Valentine's Day. It's Friday. And maybe I'll get something um, fun. Well, I know I'm going to have fun. So it does, that's the thing. I'm going to have a great time anyway. I'm having a good time anyway. I was actually telling my daughter today, I was like, I'm really a suck-ass girlfriend. Like, shouldn't I have bought some lingerie or something? Like, shouldn't I have done something sexy to kind of dress up? And this was a little earlier today. Shouldn't I have been, you know, do something to dress up and do something sexy? She was like, well, you want to go to the mall? I was like, no. <laughs> so I'm probably a suck-ass girlfriend because I'm like, eh, no whatever we'll figure it out so it's kind of funny to me but you know i that's me telling being honest with you guys being transparent so thank you allison christie johnson for that post i thought that was interesting and you're right nobody wants to hear anybody whining about anything so that was cool now on to the good stuff so last monday okay Every Monday, I've been releasing a blog post because I'm trying to I'm trying to harness some of the thoughts and ideas and stories that I want to share. So I've been putting it on my blog, and I'll share it on my page, and you know I put it out there, and, and you can um, email register, and you get like when the email campaign goes out, you get the latest blog entry. But last week, my blog, Monday was my blog, was about what's your body count? And I was in the blog explaining how I was out with this gentleman probably, let's see, gosh, I've been here for four years. So it would have been 10 years ago, maybe, that I was out with someone about 10 years ago. And that was his whole conversation was asking about my body count. How many people have you slept with? How many people have you made love to? How many people made love to you? How many people fucked you? How many people you fucked? Like that was his whole conversation. So, but for me, cause single and dating, I was like, I'm here for the wine and the dancing. Like, so whatever that is. And I find myself not getting, I was not getting caught up in people's crap. So I kind of told the story of what that evening looked like. And it's on my, um, it's on my website, on my blog. And it is a lot. The story is a lot of fun. I've gotten great reviews, awesome comments about it. And I put a poll up today to find out what people thought about body count because I literally got such a great response from that post. And um, so I'm going to talk about the poll in a second. But the funny thing is I've got this lady on my page and she's like 76, 77, older lady. And she, we connected through Facebook because of other people that live in the area that we have in common. 
when I was in Italy this summer, I accidentally called her on Messenger, right? And I was like, oh, I don't even know this lady. And I was like, oh my God, I called this lady and she's she's answering the phone. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I called you by mistake. You know, I'm, I apologize because I was six hours ahead. So that meant it was really early for her. So she was like, that's okay, honey. You know, you can tell she's an older lady. That's okay, honey. My phone hasn't rang in... My phone hasn't ring in three, four days. I'm happy that you called. So I was like, okay. So we talked for a few minutes because, you know, from for the older, I'm like, for the older people, they want people to talk to. So we talked for a few minutes and then we hung up. So I finished my trip in Italy and then she and I would talk on Messenger every now and then. I would send her a little message. Hey, how are you? Because hopefully when I'm older, somebody reaches out to say hi to me. And she has kids and grandkids and all that, but whatever. So she and I just talk, you know, random stuff. And then like sometimes I think she's up late at night and she's in like this stream of consciousness thought and she'll send me a message talking about um, anything, her like missing her husband because her husband died, you know, but just like anything. She reads my blog religiously. Like she reads anything that I write, she reads it. Anything that I post on YouTube, she watches it. Like, she is, like, religious in that, right? So she would, she'll read a blog, and then she'll send me a message about, like, you know, she even said, well, I don't know that I've ever felt love before. I don't know that anybody's ever loved me or I've ever really loved anybody. And, she, you know, she talks about her kids, and she's just kind of like, well, I know that I love them because they're my kids, but I think I love them because they're my kids. Like, you know, so she's really, she has these kind of open conversations and I wake up and there's like so much she's just written in this messenger. Then I have to be like, oh, God, let me read it. Let me get it together so I can respond to her. Well, Monday, the post about the body count. I got to pull it up and read it because it's, it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Monday was the post about the body count, right? And so I woke up Tuesday morning. No, I was at work Tuesday when it came. So I look and I got a message on Messenger. So I open it up. I see it's her. And she says, I can see what you mean, right? So she's talking about the post. So I have to read it like, what do you, what I mean? She's like, yes, I can see what you mean. She said, my body count is low. Now keep in mind, she's like 76, 77. She's older. <laughs> she said, my body count is low. She said, the first one, the, and she put the people's names. I'm not going to say their names because, I mean, I'm sure they're dead or close to it. But I'm not going to say their names, but I'm just going to blank. Blank was the first one. Blank. So two of them had the same name. Blank was the first one. Blank A was the second one. Blank B was the third one. And then blank was the fourth one, right? The one I married. That was the last one, the one she married. She said, I was lousy at choosing men. And the first three were terrible at sex. <laughs> I swear I was rolling reading this. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm having this conversation. She said, I knew the fourth one was pretty good because all of my girlfriends had been with him and were fighting trying to keep him. <laughs> now that's the one she married. <laughs> But during the time that her girlfriends were fighting over him, she didn't never meet him. She only heard him talking about him. So she said they had been trying to keep him from 65 to 67. 
Now, the older people know 65 to 67 mean 1965 to 1967. I was born in 69, so that lets you know. Anyway, she says she didn't meet him and she didn't even want to meet him. They met accidentally at the county fair in the fall of 1967. She said the meeting and the courtship was hilarious. Me running and him chasing. That's the short of it. Man, listen, when I tell you, I laughed my head off because I thought this wonderful older lady, almost 80 years old, is literally has literally found a comfortable space in talking to me about all this crazy stuff that happened to her. So I was sitting there reading that like, damn, she's 80. She had only slept with four people and three of them were horrible. <laughs> I swear to God, I laughed my head off. And I thought, oh, Lord, I have to share this on the podcast. So if you have an older person that you can kind of reach out and talk to, stay connected to, and not pry information out of them, but just let them talk. And I'll tell you what, it is fun for sure. Because my mom is 60, let's see, I'm 50. So my mom is 68. So it's my mom, though. She ain't going to tell me stuff like my mom's not going to tell me this kind of stuff. But this person who I don't know, who's found a place to trust in me, feels very open to share this stuff with me. And I love it. I cannot wait to meet her in person. So, so when I come back to Atlanta, I'm going to, uh, I got to go meet her. I like, I that's like on my things to do list is to meet her because she is hilarious and she's very open. She doesn't have any, you know, they, people get older, they don't have any filters. They just say what the hell they're going to say. So I appreciate her for that. So if you don't read my blog, read it. It's a lot of fun stuff on there. And it'll continue to be fun stuff on there because that's kind of my little frivolous moment. I talk about myself and all different roles that I have. I talk about my faceless love and the shit that we do. I talk about um, smoking adventures, like when I do stuff and I'm out smoking called Ashes Everywhere. My writing from the virtues of joy. And so... I was trying to figure out how to distinguish or what do I need to say in the post because because most of the stuff I write is true stuff, but the stuff that I write in like the virtues of joy or on joy exposed, a lot of that is fictional, right? Or embellished so much that it's not true. But people, because I share so much, people tend to think a lot of what, most of what I write is true, which is fine. I mean, I, it's my mind. So it's true in some aspect, right? So I think, you know, that's kind of funny. My blog is hilarious. It's so good. It's a good place for me. And I've met some great people through the blog, just like I've met great people through, you know, my writing. So um, you have to uh, really um, go in and just kind of read through it and see what's in there. And that's, an okay, that's another thing with me and dating someone and being in a relationship. I write about so much shit and him. He just read it. He'll be like, oh, he's like, oh, I read the post that you made about the body count. And I'm like, oh, my God, you did. What did you think? He was like, when I started reading, I wasn't sure where it was going, but it was good. 
it ended up being pretty good. <laughs> so I think he probably cringes like, oh my God, what the fuck is she going to say? But, you know, I, you know, I'm in a safe space. I'm in a safe space and I can express myself and my writing is growing. I'm becoming just more brilliant every day as a writer. And I, I can recognize it with my earlier stuff and my later stuff. So I, I do notice that I'm growing as a writer. So I do love that. And so imagine in 10 years, my shit is going to be boom. I will have gotten so much better by then. So I did a poll. And uh, today, if you saw the poll, if you participated in it, thank you. If you didn't participate in it, I know why, because a lot of people didn't want their picture to show up, whether they said yes or no. So my poll, let me find this. I can make sure I use my accurate number. So let's see, I put it under Joy Exposed. And I'm, I may do that a little bit, just to kind of get an idea of what people are thinking. So the poll today says, um, oh, 47 votes. That's good. Yes. The poll says, does someone else's body count, and body count mean the number of people you've shared intimately with, does it matter to you, their body count? So the re I had 40, 47 people who cast a vote. And wow, only about, okay, less than a third of the people said, yes, it matters. So less than a third said yes, and then the remainder said no. And I even had people message me like, my answer is no, or my answer is yes, but I don't want my name to show up. I don't want my name to show up as saying either way. So I want to be anonymous. So that was cool. I was like, all right, I'll include you in the yes, or I'll include you in the no. And it sparked some really great conversation. He had some people expanded the ideas and made some comments about it. Um, uh, and my vote is no, it doesn't matter. And I'll tell you why my vote is no when we get closer to the end. But this comment, my uh, little cousin said, she it doesn't matter to her but she'd like to know so i asked her like what if you know then does it allow you to make judgments about the person and she said no she just thinks that it's interesting so but she's really into energies and this this the light of the stars like she's really into kind of a metaphysical space in her thinking so i figure that she's probably thinking or she's probably more interested in the actions of the person and how they respond. And if it's a mix of energies, because I think, I honestly believe when you share yourself with multiple people, you carry their energies with you. And I can talk about that even for myself, from my perspective. So someone went in behind her and said, uh, he likes the way he, that he likes the way that she put it. And he said he would try not to judge, but he doesn't want to be with somebody whose body count that's close to his. He said he knows this, um, critical, uh, hypocritical, but I don't want to imagine my lady being involved in the same type of escapades that I've experienced. Right. So, you know, but people have their ideas about what it looks like there. 
wife or their woman, they have ideas about what they want. So they want them to be, what is it? The consummate mother whore, mother whore. They want you to be the mother to the kids and a whore for them. The, mo the mother to the kids and the, on the only person you've ever fucked was them, right? So a lot of people think that, and that's not a new thought. Men don't, many men don't want to think about it. And truth of the matter is many men don't think about it. A lot of the men don't care. <laughs> they don't, they're not in a mindset to try to change or alter what happened before them. They're more concerned with what's in front of them instead of what's behind them. Because you can't do anything about that. You can't change what somebody's done and it doesn't make them a better or worse person. It just makes them probably more open to and more aware of who they are if they've used their sexual intimacy in a productive way you become more aware of who you are and the power that you have so okay so that was a couple of comments and then uh crimson crimson bamboo princess i love her name the bamboo princess she'd probably like to get a little spanking with the bamboo on that i don't think she's watching but i'm gonna ask her about that now that i thought about it <laughs> anyway so she said, the only thing that matters to me is transparency around matters that can affect my health. Ex that's excellent, right? That's that's the concern right there. Your level of health. Are, are you infected or affected by something? What does it look like health-wise? Um, heck, at this matter, I prefer a man arrive with a lot of stuff out of his system already fully trained and able to articulate what his needs and able to articulate his needs and wants that requires a certain level of experience i completely agree with her on that to be able to say and to be able to know without guessing right don't come to me with your guessing right so um i really like that um comment from her and um I, i'm telling you i've got such great um response today I had another response from, oh, here we go. And then someone else said, oh, no, that's not it. She didn't say, I can't find it. I'm going to have to look through it and find it. Oh, here, Tasty said, great question. If I could, I would vote both. No, it doesn't matter if you love that person. People change, and if he or she is single, why not enjoy the benefits of being able to be promiscuous on the other hand yes because now it's hard for that person to commit to one person they will eventually become bored and seek that variety they were accustomed to the relationship may not work without compromise the relationship may work but not without compromise right so there are a lot of different viewpoints on what this mean about your body count and the reason I, I asked the question just because I wrote the blog post about the body count, because it's like some people have such an idea of what it means. They want to put you in a box like, oh, I ain't going to sleep with nobody. I, ain't, I mean, I'm not going to mess with her if she's been with more than five people. What? Like you could literally cut off a whole person for an arbitrary number that you placed on somebody arbitrary number that you put on somebody you could stop that you could stop seeing them because of this number and then when i was talking to my daughter this morning i asked her and she, the oldest daughter she's 25 she said when i asked her she said 
Well, what do you think, mom? Because I think she was trying to see if I was going to judge her because she's 25. So she's trying to see. I said, well, I say no, it doesn't matter. And she said, well, I don't think it matters either. She said, and I was thinking that I don't understand why I would get upset with something I don't have any control over. Why would I get caught up in somebody's thing? I didn't have any control over it. And I said, that's perfect. Even coming from a 25-year-old, that was perfect. And then I asked my youngest daughter about it today. She's 23. And she said, um, first she thought the poll was asking, are you tuning in to Joy Exposed tonight? And she put yes. And then she saw the question and she changed her response to no. So I think that we have to understand that people had a life prior to us meeting them, right? I'm I've never asked Faceless Love how many women he's been with. I don't know that I want to know how many women that he's been with. Now, if he came out and told me, man, I've traveled all over the world. I've been with 200 women. I would be like, how the fuck you do that? How you know it's 200? Like, didn't you stop counting after 50? Like, you still kept counting? You know, so I would, ha I would have, then I'd have questions if he volunteered this information to me. But I wouldn't have questions like, I don't, I'm not interested in him anymore. I'd have questions to find out what exactly was going on in the process of you doing so. Because I've met many men who are very open sexually and men don't equate sex to love. Like literally they have, the love is something extra for men. That's like a bonus. That's like a pound cake with the glaze on it. Otherwise, they'll take the pound cake and be perfectly happy with the pound cake. But if you drizzle some of that glaze on it, that's extra. That's the love for men. But men are just like it had like it had nothing to do with nothing. I wanted to have sex. She was available for sex. We had sex. That was it. So if you ask a man how many women have you been with or what's your body count, and then you ask how many of them did you love, they could literally be like, oh, I've been with 100 women. Well, how many did you love? Well, maybe one of them. Like, they, it, like literally, it could be like, maybe one. Well, did you marry? Nah. You know, I got close because she wanted to get married or she got pregnant or she got, like, they can go through this whole thing, but they were like, nah, I ain't love them. And they're really, men are really disconnected from the sexual experience. Where on the other hand, women are very connected to the connect love and sex together. So you may ask a woman, how many men have you been with? And she will be like, well, 10. Well, how many did you love? Seven. <laughs> we be loving all their asses. We be loving them, trying to make, make ourselves who, whoever the fuck. We be to put ourselves on the IEP trying to date their asses. We be trying to be as dumb as they are. As sorry as they are, we just trying to find somebody to love us back and be in a relationship with us. So that to me is really funny because I think about when those situations happen with women and they get so caught up in this man and then next thing you know, the man's gone because he ain't shit. You know, he ain't shit. <laughs> you knew that. But you put this hope in him that he's going to be and then you've stirred up this yummy place of love that you're trying to give him to get him to a space and that's really unhealthy and I think it's been a few years now for me since I was in that space and I knew that I was really 
not necessarily hardened, but I was aware that that wasn't a good space for me to be in when I started doing more like um, shutting shit down, right? When I started looking at it as a sexual experience, like, oh, okay, well, I wanted to have sex, let's have sex. And that sometimes people had a hard time with it. So when I think about what your body count is, I have to look at it like, are you okay? Did you heal from the energies? Did you get rid of all the yucky experiences? When you Did you get rid of um, all of the yucky experiences? Sonia, you're absolutely right. Sonia said, women are spaghetti and men are waffles. They can compartmentalize love and sex. You're absolutely right. Uh, faceless love and I talk about that all the time that he he'll even say I'm not operating in that compartment right now and I get so tickled because I'm all over the place I'm like all my compartments are connected but we recognize the differences in our thinking so you're absolutely right on that but um for me I think about the way that you share with somebody if they left something negative with you or if you took something negative out of it did you get rid of the negative did you push that, release that shit into the universe and keep it moving. That's the concern for me. Like, I don't want to be dating somebody that's coming with a lot of emotional negative baggage. That's something I'm not going to do. I, I just, I couldn't do that. And I, you can spot it right off when somebody's not healthy, but people have the idea that you can heal somebody. You're going to be able to heal them. You can't do anything for anybody. If every time you put on a bandaid or put some, um, Neosporin on, they wash it off and take the bandaid off. Like if you're, if they're, if they don't want to be healed, you can't do shit for them. There's nothing you can do for them if they're not already in a healing process. If they are haven't articulated to you, you know, I'm just trying to get rid of this shit. I'm just trying to do better. I got a lot of stuff I'm getting out of. I'm, if they're not articulating that growth moment or awareness moment, don't even waste your time. They're going to drag you into some emotional turmoil and it's going to fucking suck. I remember asking um, Faceless Love, somebody asked me about my books and me having a man. And they were like, if you were my woman, you wouldn't be writing all this. And I was like, well, thank you. Who the fuck cares? You know, that's me, like, whatever. But I'm like, he never, he doesn't question anything that I write about. And I write about some yummy, amazing sexual experiences. Some of it is true. Embellishment in there. I've written about some great stuff. He doesn't question and ask, who is that? And when did this happen? And da, da, da. He's just like, you're a brilliant writer. You're my favorite author. And I even asked him one day, you don't, you're not concerned about this? He was like, hey, we're here right now. We're post bullshit. Fuck that. We're post bullshit. We're here right now. We move, this train is moving forward. And I was just like, I can absolutely respect that. Cause that's, I mean, what else can you do? You're going to go and change it? Like, I can't go back and undo the shit that I've done. The only thing that is, I came out on the other side of it. And I feel amazing. So when somebody wants to come to me at almost 50 and question me, even 10 years ago at 40, question me about who I've been with and what I've done, they have already, they're already operating in a space that I'm not interested in being in. Already. I don't want, I'm not competing with anybody. I'm not competing with my faceless love, his ex-wife, his girlfriends. And he's traveled all over the world for sure. I'm not competing with anybody. I don't want to know about any of it. Because right now, 
this moment, this is what we're doing. So everything that led up to him being this amazing man that he is and capable of loving me, thank you. That's it. Thank you. So when we have to realize that just because we have an idea of what's right, it may not be right. It may be right for us, but we can't put our one-sided ideas on somebody else. We can't do that. It's not fair to them, and it's very limiting to us. It's a lot of shit out there that I I used to say, I, I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to do that. And now I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> let's try it. Like, okay, let's do it. I'm open. Let's do it. You want to do what? You want to stand on the rim of the Grand Canyon and look in the canyon? Okay, I'm scared, but let's do it. You want to take a raft down the Colorado River? Okay, let's do it. Like, so I'm now, I'm not in a place of holding on to what I think is right. I'm holding on to what I believe is life, what I believe is living and doing the best thing. So when you get caught and people are trying to put you in a box based on their experiences, ask them, Shit, how many jobs have you had? Are you able to keep a job? What's your relationship like with your family? What's your relationship like with your children, with your ex-wife, with your baby mama, with your ex-husband, with your ex-boyfriend? Ask those kind of questions to see socially where they are, mentally what they're prepared to do. Because people who live in a dark place in the past will try to get you to live in the dark place in the past, past with them and not move forward. So I just appreciate everybody for participating in my um, poll today about the body count. I thought it was really interesting. And it's good to know that people are aware of their decisions about what is good and what isn't. And also how they relegate themselves to a limited sexual space. Like, seriously, because you think about if you meet a man this is coming from a female's perspective. If you meet a man and you're seeing him and you don't have a lot of sexual experience and he's limited in his sexual experience or he ex has more than you, he'll try to convince you to do some shit that you absolutely don't want to do. A threesome. Uh, with whatever. He'll try to get you to do some things that you're uncomfortable with. But because you haven't established yourself, an awareness of yourself, sexually to make a positive response for what you will and won't do in a space that you're safe, then that's not going to be good for you. That's going to be damaging to you. And we don't want to do that. So the key is to just really be aware of yourself in all situations and to be open to the new situations and not limit what your movements are based on what you believe somebody thinks of what you're supposed to be doing. I know for sure that had I not been as liberal as I was or as free thinking as I was in terms of intimate relationships, I would not have been able to build the business that I have now. I've literally been able to write my books from a space of understanding what the goodness in these random and temporary interactions are. I've been able to learn so much about myself in all situations because it's the fear. What does it feel like when I'm afraid if somebody's gonna kill me? What does it feel like if I'm disappointed? How do I get out of the, the mental spaces of those things? 
and I've learned so much. So I'm very grateful for all of it. And I'm very, I love the fact that I'm writing. I love the fact that I'm writing. I love the fact that my ideas flow so freely, all of it. And I would not, if I was not aware of myself across the board, got rid of negative energy, went into situations, avoided the negative, right? Came out on the other side, made my decisions about how somebody would make use of me. If I had not been able to get out of those negative situations, I wouldn't be in the free space that I'm in right now. So it's 9.59. You guys know how that goes. Time goes by so fast because we have so much fun. But I'm just going to leave you with this. You are the only person responsible for your movement through this universe. That's it. You're responsible for you. You're responsible for collecting the tools from wherever you collect them. You got to collect the tools to move to the next level to be of purpose. However you want to see them. It doesn't even matter what other people see. If you're walking in the light, you're walking on your path, you're moving towards your purpose. You're the only thing that matters in that because you have to be able to deliver when it's time for you to deliver. So don't forget, all past uh, episodes can be downloaded. You can go to my website or SoundCloud, iTunes, um, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, everywhere. Stuff is there. And, um, oh, I have two books available on Audible right now. So it's weird because it's the second book and the fourth book. The first and the third haven't been approved yet. But once they have been approved, I'll release the links that you guys can get some um codes. So if you didn't buy the books, you can definitely get them um, on Audible. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. And guess what? Don't worry about that body count. Enjoy yourself this whole life. Do what you're going to do. Take care of yourself. Get what you need to move forward. And it's all good. And don't put anybody in a box. If they're not thinking in a place that you think, don't even try to bring them there. So when joy is exposed, everything, spills, everything just feels better. Mwah. See you guys next week. Bye.